1: Week three, DFS OG's podcast. I am your host here, as always, joined by my boys, Head Shopper, and Notorious, breaking down everything here in week three. Taking a look back at week two, but we will be giving you some of our favorite plays on the DFS side, as well as some of our favorite bets out of the FanDuel Sportsbook. Thank you to FanDuel, as always, for sponsoring the show. And speaking of FanDuel, guys, FanDuel.com slash OG. Come play against us. If you're listening to me right now, stop what you're doing. Go secure your entry in our contest, a season-long contest with a daily twist, weekly contest, weekly payouts, just a $7 buy-in here. Everybody gets one lineup, only 500 spots in this thing, and prizes for the winners. The top 10 scores count in this contest. So let's fill this baby up this week, FanDuel.com slash OG. Guys, week two is in the books. No, I'm going to start with you hopefully a better week two. I know we all kind of struggled in week one, but uh, how did week two treat you and how we doing, my man?
2: Yeah, certainly wasn't as bad as week one. So uh, that's, a, that's a positive. I ended up doing pretty well in our FanDuel contest. I think I finished top 40 or something, but a lot of room uh, to make up uh, after that pitiful uh, week one performance. The bets were a little bit better. And then uh, I had a terrible 3v3 swap uh, in my main lineup on DraftKings, um, I think it was like a 60-point swap uh, right before lock. So, um, getting there, um, getting a little bit better. Hopefully, week three will be uh, the best yet.
1: Yeah, knocking a little rust off. Uh, better week two for me as well. Picks were solid. Uh, lineups, no, no major wins, no, no million-dollar wins, chop. But how was your week two? How we doing, brother?
3: It was uh, doing all right. Doing it was better than week one. It certainly wasn't uh, great, but it was definitely That was a low bar, though, to set in week one. Right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, when you're just playing tournaments, that, like that's the one thing that, uh, you know, people kind of don't realize sometimes about the tournaments is uh, if that's all you're playing and you're not playing cash games and a guy like Derrick Henry goes for 50 points and you don't really have him, you're not, you're not going to win anything. Like you may cash, you may min cash some stuff, but, if any individual player goes for that kind of a game and you're not on him, then you're not winning. So you just deal with things like that, but I didn't have an, any Henry. So I was, uh, left out in the cold for tournaments, but yeah, like I said, better than week one though, man.
1: Yeah, for sure. So we're, we're getting there improving, uh, Josh Ducker and the Chad Henry killed Henry killed a lot of people. If you didn't have Henry didn't have Cooper cup. I mean, those were the two you had to have yeah. in week two. So uh, we're gonna hopefully identify the guys you need here in week three again with some of our favorite bets. We'll highlight who did well in our OGs contest as we go along. We'll take a look at some of the best finishers there. Or do we want to take a look at that now? Chop. What 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 do we got going here? In the I just I just
3: threw up the leaderboard. This is this is what we're doing, guys. Like uh, this is what's gonna happen. You know, when you enter this contest every week, you're gonna your score is gonna be. Like, I got I don't know if people kind of understand it just by uh, listening to it. Sometimes you need to visualize it. There's a leaderboard every week, and we're keeping track of everything. And at the end of the year, there's a, a lot of extra money that's going to go out to, to the, this leaderboard. Now, this leaderboard is going to constantly change because they're going to drop scores, and you don't have to be in it every week. You know, you, you, half your games that you play aren't even going to count. So you can miss half the season and still be at the top of this leaderboard at the very end. So just visualizing. It. Plus, I wanted to throw up there's a guy in 12th, man. I can't believe how did this guy sneak in 12th place on us? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Familiar name there in 12th. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with him. We we got to climb this leaderboard, but again, can find this all at fando.com slash OG easy way to track it. And the beauty of this, like chop said, it's only your top 10 scores. So if you're sitting out there, you're listening, I haven't played the first two weeks. It's not going to hurt you at all. we got 18 weeks this season. Uh, you missed the first two. So what I guarantee you all three of our week one scores are getting tossed anyway. So uh, jump in, whether you've played both, whether you just started last week or whether you're just starting now, uh, not too late here. And as he said, some great prizes at the end. Somebody's going to walk away with five grand. I don't know anybody out there that can't use five grand uh, just for playing in this thing. So uh, let's fill this baby up, reserve a lineup, uh, only 500 spots available. So uh, we'll take a look back at week two uh, later on in the show, uh, highlight some of the big winners here. But what what do we got on top here, Jay, Jay Maserio? Jay Jay Mario sitting up top, 311.06. So good start for him here uh, to open up the first two weeks. So, guys, anything before we get into the slate of games? Anything for the people here? Uh, We just want to jump in and start covering the games.
3: A lot of games again. I think think we just get to it. All right, let's get to it. First game on the docket for us,
1: going to be New Orleans and New England. New England, three-point home favorites here in this game. 41 and a half here on the total. So, drop we saw New England look very well, pretty much shut down. Zach Wilson, uh, the rookie there, a bunch of turnovers, uh, as we thought. I think we were – most of we were on the under in that game. Uh, New Orleans, they, they come out and throttle Green Bay in, in week one. Then we see a big step back, Chop. I know you're a Jameis Winston stand, so I got to ask the question, are you concerned? Was it just a one-game low? Because it's another tough matchup here. Carolina shut them down pretty good. Now going to New England. Another tough matchup here. So I'm worried about Jameis Winston here. Tough spot going to New England.
3: Well, I'm I'm worried about Jameis in the in the fact that you won't you won't catch me playing, I mean, hardly any quarterback or wide receivers against his defense this year. I just won't do it. So uh, I'm I'm out on I'm out on those guys this week. Uh, I'm not necessarily worried about him long term. He just doesn't have any receivers. He's got nothing there. Like his number one – can we name his number one guy? It might, it might be Jawan Johnson. Who knows? That's terrible, right? So no no, uh, no, Michael Thomas is a big deal, man. So I'm out on these guys. Alvin Kamara hasn't played well in two games. He hasn't, he hasn't done nearly what we thought he was going to do, you know, having the reins to himself in this offense. So I don't like this offense this week. New England's okay, but man, I you'd be hard pressed to find another game manager like Mac Jones. Like, that's all he is. <laughs> yeah, there's no upside there, right? Like, he's gonna have some games this year, maybe a game or two. And especially in his career, he'll have a few games where he puts up big numbers, but man, this guy's a game manager. I, I finally watched that full game here the other day and Whew. Yeah, he's he's really quick to throw the ball away, not take any chances. That's not good for fantasy. So this is rough, man. This is a rough game for fantasy purposes. So I'm just sticking my my foot in the ground with New England here, taking New England with the spread. I'm gonna go
1: for the block here. I'm also taking New England chop. Uh, I know you love to hear that. I, I just they're playing well right now, and we know Belichick is very good at taking out the opposing team's best player, Derek. There's really only one guy he's really got to worry about. Chop mentioned a lack of of receiving weapons. They cancel out Kamara. I I just don't see how New New Orleans even scores any points. Those receivers are absolutely terrible. Jameis, very turnover prone. So I like the New England defense here as well. I kind of like the under here on this game, but I'm going to go with New England minus three as far as DFS plays. Maybe it's Damian Harris on a FanDuel paired with New England's D. Maybe it's James White on a DraftKings. I just don't see a whole lot here. Uh, DFS-wise in this game. What do you got, Nodo?
2: Yeah, I like what you said there about, uh, you know, shut down Alvin Kamara. You probably shut down the Saints. The Carolina Panthers probably uh, did that well last week, and uh, we know that's what Bill Belichick is going to try to do here. So I agree with you. Very little to like on the New Orleans side. And then even on New – yeah, even on New England, I I don't know who I'm going to trust here. You mentioned Harris, but he's still playing 50% of the snaps. Uh, very game script dependent uh, type of running back with James White getting all the pass work. So I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go New England as well for the first leg of the OG parlay. And then maybe some uh, New England defense uh, for DFS.
1: Yep, I like it for sure. Kind of an ugly game. So we're going to go from that to uh, one that should be an absolute shootout here. Next game we have Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Chargers six and a, or six and a half point underdogs. Chiefs favorite, obviously. At home, big 55 and a half point total on this one, Derek. And Chiefs coming off a tough loss. Uh, Lamar Jackson and company uh, got it done there. Clyde Edwards, a costly fumble there uh, down the stretch. Do you think that affects his role here? I know he's pretty cheap uh, across the industry at some of the sites. I actually saw him down to 4,800 on DraftKings. So uh, we can talk about that. As far as the Chargers go, tough loss to the Dallas Cowboys. I know Chops loving that one, but. You know, it's the same old cast of characters here with the Chargers. Herbert's look good. Mike Williams has been phenomenal. Keenan Allen, I really like Austin Eckler in this spot. So it's one of those, it doesn't take a, a genius to tell you, play everybody in this game, Derek. How are you handling this one? Are there any plays to differentiate uh, from the pack here?
2: Yeah, play everyone. Uh, I do think it makes some sense to kind of stay away from edwards Lair. Uh, we'll see if it ends up, uh, you know, hurting his snap share. After he lost that fumble, Um, he is very cheap on DraftKings, but I don't think you need him on FanDuel. I think you play Mahomes. I think you play Kelsey and Tyreek. And then uh, I don't hate Nicole Hardman. Uh, He's kind of the number two now. Um, He had a 20% higher snap share than Demarcus Robinson last week. So perhaps he's a guy you can look to in tournaments. On the other side, I agree with you. I think Eckler is the play there. 63% Uh, 63% snap rate in week two so uh, up from week one uh, He's clearly the, the cast pass catching back in the offense. We know they're going to be trailing at least, uh, you know, that's what Vegas is telling us so I like Eckler. Um Love everyone on the Chiefs and Keenan Allen. I'm just a sucker for him. I play him every week. Uh, he's going to get double digit targets. So, yeah, I like that as well. And then my bet, I'm going to go with the under. Um, even though I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this one, it's a divisional game. We've seen these two teams um, you know, kind of get stuck in the mid to high 40s when they've met up the past couple of years. So uh, I'll take the under, even though I like a lot of it for DFS.
1: I'm also on the under here. Pretty big number uh, with these two teams. Uh, Kansas City, generally pretty good defensively at home here. And both teams, that, You know, if L.A. can start running the ball a little bit, maybe try to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines. I don't think you want to get in a shootout with the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, no matter who you are. Even the firepower that the Chargers may have, I think they're going to try to do their best to slow this game down a little bit. So uh, I also like the under in this game. If you are in the chat, you want to talk to us, we'll see your comments. Let us know. uh, Talking everything week three here. So already got uh, some guys in the chat talking. Matt Corsetti, Czar, Josh Duck. So welcome to everybody. The week three party here. Uh, is open and live, so get it, get with us here in in the chat if you have any questions. Chop, over to you again. Th- this one pretty simple. Uh, tons of ways to go. Travis Kelsey in a smash spot here. Uh, a bunch of ways you can go with the Chargers. How are you handling this one? And what is your favorite bet here with Chargers and Chiefs?
3: Yeah, this one is, this one like all the all of it for fantasy is just good. I'm not, I can't sit here and try to pinpoint. Uh, one or two players. I think they're all good. You, you know, you just got to find the right combination in this game. Uh, I think there's a lot of points scored. To the Clyde Edwards question, is it going to hurt him? Fumbling the ball like that, man, uh, it's either going to do one of two things. I don't think there's an in-between. They're either going to, uh, like they are already kind of pulling back on him a little bit. He hadn't been very good this year, so maybe they pull back a lot more and they become really pass happy and just no running the ball at all. Or it has the opposite effect. They say, Clyde's our guy. We're, we're sticking with him and here you go. We're going to pound the ball some more. So it could help him out actually in the long run, but for this game, I think it's going to be all passing. And uh, so I got the over in this game. I'm taking the over.
1: All right. Over there, two unders and an over. So nothing to add to the parlay card should be a fun game regardless. And, Derek, it's it's hard sometimes to bet an under on Kansas City with the way they can score the football. But uh, like you mentioned, some of those games that they play divisional opponents, they know each other well. Sometimes those tend to lean uh, to the under. So we'll see there. Next game for us here, we have Washington traveling to uh, Buffalo. Buffalo, very impressive. Uh, I thought Miami would give them a game. Uh, Tua goes down. I I don't think that had much to do with it, a 35-0 a throttling there. So uh, Washington coming to town here, chop a big spread here. We got Buffalo minus eight and a half at home total sitting at 45 and a half, kind of been a a rough start. I wouldn't even say rough, maybe just slightly underwhelming for Josh Allen and company so far. Haven't seen that big game. Now there's some out there going to tell you the Washington defense is legit. There's some going to tell you they're overrated. So where do you come out here? Do we want to attack this team with Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, maybe the running backs, or Are you worried about the matchup here with the football team?
3: Yeah, this is a tough one. This is a tough one to figure out. I would have thought the Washington defense was legit coming into the year, but man, after what uh, after what they let Daniel Jones do to him on Thursday night, I'm a little worried. So I don't know about this one. And then uh, Josh Allen, you know, some tough games to start the year here: uh, Pittsburgh, Miami, and uh, and now he's got Washington. So. It's not easy, right? I'm sure he'll write the ship here and get going eventually. I don't know if this is the week or not because that Washington defense scares me. But on the, on the other hand, I think they're overrated. It's tough. I can't. I won't play any Washington players traveling on the road in Buffalo against a pretty good defense with a with an average quarterback at best. And uh, I'm not sure I want to load up on Buffalo against this defense. Maybe Diggs. Maybe Diggs is the answer. But uh, otherwise. I think I'm going to have to take the points here and go with Washington. I Just just a lot of points there for what I think is still a pretty quality team in Washington. That's just a lot of points.
1: Job, you're not going to like my answer here. I'm also on Washington. I'm going to have to start giving my picks first. So no, it's okay, like I'm man. Just, it's okay. I'm just blocking you out here. But I agree. I, I think Washington can stay competitive uh, in this game. The line seems a, a little higher. I don't know if that has something to do with last week and the big win by Buffalo, but Derek Heineke it been, been pretty solid. We know he's not going to be afraid of this spot. He's going to attack. I know McLaurin has a tough matchup with Tredavious White, uh, but they still have a lot of weapons. I, I think Gibson gets it going here. We're seeing McKissick worked in the offense a little bit more. Point is, I think they can compete here. As far as DFS, I don't have a ton of interest in this game. I agree with Diggs. I'll sprinkle in some Josh Allen. Uh, Washington, as much as I like those guys here, I, I think they can compete. Uh, we have 13, 14 games to choose from. so. Uh, sometimes you can pick your spots, but I do think Washington competes, so I'm going to take the points here as well. Derek, what do you got here? Football team in Buffalo.
2: I want to try to make up some ground. I'll go with Buffalo here. Um, I know we have a lot of respect for Washington's defense, but in Buffalo's offense, have they haven't done anything yet? Um, I think they're going to break out sooner rather than later. I know uh, you know it's a tough matchup on paper, but uh, yeah, Allen's going to he's going to have a big game. Uh, I don't mind pairing him up with Diggs for. Some low on stacks. Um, I don't really think we need to do a whole lot with this game in terms of DFS, though. Uh, Gibson, tough matchup. Uh, two weeks in, Buffalo's first against the run, third against the pass, one of the better uh, adjusted sack rates as well. So, tough matchup on paper. I know it's a small sample, but uh, I think Buffalo kind of dominates this one.
1: All right, let's take a look at the standings real quick. I'm sure you two don't want to hear this portion of the program, but we do have a bet, so we have to keep it. Live and fresh for the people. Derek picked up five last week, brings you up to eight. Chop with six last week, up to nine. And I also had six, taking me to 14 for the season. So we'll continue to update that leaderboard uh, as we go along and see who takes home our OG's betting bet there. How was at the, end of the year. I was a
2: parlay card?
1: Parlay, I'd have to go back and look. Uh, let's see. Let's take a quick look here. Back to, well, I know shirt. it got
3: beat because we were all on Cleveland and they just came out flat. Yes,
1: they did. That definitely was one of them. So I actually don't have it written down from last week. So it, with a, that's the thing with a parley. Once you, once Cleveland <laughs> messed it up, it, it didn't matter anymore. So, uh, Cleveland definitely let us down. So, uh, Josh duck back in the chat. Lamar might be his favorite quarterback. We're going to get to him and there's there's some talk there in the chat. Uh, Eric Robertson, Henry and Cup say, Yeah, Henry and Cup were, were definitely key last week, Eric. So, uh, glad you were on them. All right, guys, let's move to the next game. And we got some big news uh, earlier today. Looks like Justin Fields going to take over here as the quarterback for the Bears. That'll be our next game. Chicago traveling to Cleveland here. And Derek, t- tough spot here for, for the rookie. Now, he's going back to Ohio, a former Ohio State player. So maybe he's got family, friends here in the stands. Cleveland's defense has kind of underwhelmed a little bit, so maybe the matchup isn't as daunting uh, as we thought, but we hope this can light a fire in your boy, Allen Robinson, who's kind of been underperforming so far this season, and a lot of that has to do with Andy Dalton. As far as the Cleveland side of things, no Jarvis Landry this week. We'll see if we get Odell Beckham back, but Derek, it's a team that has spread the ball around so much. I mean, they had, I think they had 10, 11 guys get targets last week. We know Chubb Hunt split a lot in this running game so as exciting as it is that justin fields has arrived do we want to use him in dfs i'll go ahead and put my pick in first here i'm going under in this game i just i don't see a ton of points uh, in this one so i'll go under the 46 and a half spread sitting at i believe it was seven and a half here for cleveland Derek, so best bet and what are you doing from a dfs angle
2: Best bet, I'm also going to go and take the under. Uh, I think both teams are going to want to run the ball. Uh, We mentioned Landry's out. Odell Beckham's banged up. uh, Baker Mayfield has a shoulder injury he's dealing with. And, uh, you know, they're home favorites. So I think they're going to lean on the run here. I don't mind Chubb, especially on a side like FanDuel that really rewards uh, touchdowns. And I don't really want to play the passing game there. And then on the other side, I'm going to have some fields and I'm going to have some Browns defense. I think, uh, you know, two extremes there. I think he could turn the ball over. I think he could struggle. Or he can come out and, uh, you know, have a really good first start. He ran the ball 10 times last week against Cincy. We love those dual threat uh, quarterbacks. He's really cheap across the industry. So, yeah, I have interest in him. I don't really think you need to pair him, but, uh, you know, Robinson would probably be the guy I would look to pair him with. But, yeah, I think uh, I think it's interesting on both sides. Uh, Cleveland defense could force some turnovers, and I think he could have a nice game as well.
1: Yeah, 6500 for Fields uh, on FanDuel Chop. Pretty good price there. We know the upside's there uh, with his legs. So is it something you want to go to here? Are you going to take more of a, a sit-and-wait-back approach here on Justin Fields? What are your thoughts here?
3: I've already seen a lot of chatter on Twitter about Justin Fields' preseason numbers and how good they were. You know how you know how I feel about the old preseason stats. All right, let's pump the brakes there. Now he's going to face off against the real, some real, real defenders here. But I mean it's interesting. Uh, on the Cleveland side, Baker just doesn't have any wide receivers right now with Jarvis out and if if Odell were to play, you know he's limited or else he wouldn't have been out the first 2 weeks of the year, so he's not he's not 100%. They're going to have to grind the ball in in the ground, so uh, that's about all they can do I think with those limited wide receivers. And on the flip side, the Justin Fields insertion into a starting lineup does it goes one or the other. It either Really rejuvenates his offense, helps him out, and or it's really bad. He like you guys say, turns the ball over multiple times, and Cleveland blows him out because of it. So uh, I'm going to lean towards Justin Fields doing okay in this start, and because Baker doesn't have the wide receivers, the offense is a little predictable. I'm going to take the Bears with the points here, and and, and think they, they hold in there. Uh, if anybody for DFS, I'm with you guys on Allen Robinson. Maybe this snaps him out of it. Darnell Mooney's been really good. Uh, been getting a lot of targets. So those two guys are on the table, but you know, I'm not really interested in a lot of other players in this game.
1: All right, let's move on to our next game. We have Baltimore traveling to Detroit. Baltimore, seven and a half point favorites here on the road, big total at 49 and a half. Chop, Lamar Jackson, very impressive uh, in that win against Kansas City. Kind of got the monkey off his back. I know Kansas City has been an issue for them. A hell of a fourth down call. You could see Harbaugh say, Lamar, do you want to go for it? hell yes, I want to go for it, and they close out the game, so it's nice to see uh, the analytics uh, taking a a forward-thinking approach here, rather than some of these old-school guys that would have punted the ball uh, and given Mahomes the opportunity to win that game, so a very impressive win for Baltimore. Lamar was great. Hollywood Brown playing great right now, Chop. Uh, Detroit gave my Packers a little bit of run. First half, uh, had some buddies over, and they're all yapping and excited. The Lions are going to win, and then uh, we really saw Aaron Jones uh, step on their throat uh, and get it done. So I think with Detroit, it's going to be a lot of garbage time. Big underdogs here again. Love Hawkinson in the spot shop. I, I think there's certainly plays there. Love Lamar, Hollywood on the other side. Uh, what are we doing here? I, I think this could be a 50-pointer total here. I think this could be one of those games we definitely want to target here in week three.
3: Yeah, it's it's interesting. With all the uh, Baltimore defensive injuries, like I don't want to play – I don't want to play Detroit players very much this year, but you got to you got to consider them at home against a beat up defense that's coming off a very emotional win. So you know they're going to be maybe a little bit of a hangover there. And Golf has been respectable, my guy. Give him credit, man. I don't think he had it any, but he's been respectable. It, I mean, the the two guys who are thriving here are the two running backs. They're getting like check down after check down, a, a lot of it in garbage time. So that's a good deal for. So I think they're all in play. Hawkinson's obviously going to be in play week in and week out. Uh to roulette there at the wide receiver. And uh for Baltimore was our boy Josh Duck. This is his favorite player on the week, Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah. why not? He's got a he's got a hundred yard rushing game upside in him all the time. So I'm down with that. But uh I like Marquise Brown. Don't look now, but Marquise is actually putting up good numbers here finally. And uh we've been waiting for two years, three years now for it, and it's doing it. But Tyson Williams, I think he's explosive. He's young. He's got the fresh legs. Looks good. He's getting some carries. And uh, those were against some uh, fair defenses. This is going to be a defense he can exploit. I like some Tyson Williams. And uh, for the pick here, hmm. this is a tough. Do you want,
1: too- want me to get mine first?
3: No, because I don't want to taint. I don't want to taint. Okay.
1: <laughs> Mine's already locked in on the sheet.
3: Okay, what's yours?
1: I'm going over here. I I just don't (laughs) see Detroit being able to slow this offense down. I think they're going to give up 30 points plus every single week. And I think their offense is good enough. Whether it's garbage time or not, they're going to be able to score some points here. I mean, Hawkinson, think about that. The Ravens have had to deal with Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, and now TJ Hawkinson. And they've been eaten up by the other two. I don't think Hawkinson's that far off from those other two guys. And maybe that's a hot take, but I think he gives them problems here. I think Swift and Williams out of the backfield uh, can be productive here. Uh, we've seen Quintez Cephas look pretty good here. I know he's been mentioned in the chat, uh, almost had the catch of the decade in, in that game against green Bay. That would have been better than the Odell catch. In my opinion, Uh point is, I think there'll be points in this game. I don't think Lamar and company are going to struggle at all here. So uh, I'm going to go over on this one.
3: Yeah. So, uh, this is just really tough. I can't even figure out what I want to do with this game. So, uh, I'm just going to say I'm going to go with uh, the the fact that Detroit could maybe slip in and, and bust this spread here at the end of the game, which is kind of what they've been trying to do the first two weeks. So give me Detroit plus the big points at home.
1: All right, Derek, a lot was said there on this game. So we've got bets <laughs> all over the board, uh, fantasy plays all over the place. So uh, bring us back together here. Uh, your thoughts here, Ravens and Lions.
2: Yeah, you guys pretty much covered all the angles from a DFS perspective, but uh, I agree on Lamar. I mean, he's a guy that uh, he's game script proof because he runs the ball so much as a quarterback, um, and it's not scrambles either. Uh, They are designed runs, so uh, even when they're up two scores, he's still going to be active in the fourth quarter. One of my favorite quarterback plays, uh, I think Mark Andrews is sneaky. We haven't really seen him have that big game yet. And uh, just one note on Detroit's side, DeAndre Swift, 16 targets through two games so uh you know maybe Goff is checking down a lot more than Matthew Stafford did last year um and I agree with you bear give me the over I think Baltimore is going to score a ton and I think Detroit will do just enough uh, to hit that over
1: all right two overs and a Detroit next game for us we got Indianapolis and Tennessee uh, the Colts a lot of injuries here, guys. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Carson Wentz not only sprains one ankle. How the hell do you sprain both ankles? Uh, that, that's that's impressive. I've sprained some ankles in my day playing basketball, but uh, never both at the same time. So we'll see if it's Wentz or Jacob Easton, who we saw come into relief. Uh, Tennessee, massive win. you know, And you got to give them credit. They were down 24-6 in that game. Come all the way back uh, to end up winning that one uh, in overtime. Derrick Henry. Massive game, Derek, those those special Derrick Henry games where you got to have him uh, was pretty low owned in that spot. Now I think you got to say probably going to be one of the more higher owned guys here uh, on the slate as a home favorite. Are you on board with that? Are you worried about the matchup here? Uh, what else you got in this game, Indy and Tennessee?
2: Yeah, Derrick Henry, man, uh, I was not expecting that game after they got down big early. I kind of thought it was going to be A.J. Brown and Julio uh, making up a lot of those points, but Uh, Yeah, didn't have any Henry. I think you just play him every single week, especially when he's going to be low on because you can't really predict when those big games are going to happen. This certainly seems like a good spot. Uh, Through two weeks, Indy Indy is 32nd in adjusted line yards. So uh, the worst in the NFL should be a good spot for Henry. Um, If you want to, you know, pivot, I don't mind going back to the passing game. A.J. Brown, um, he leads the team in targets in their yards. So Julio has been a little bit more productive. But give me Brown uh, if I'm choosing between the two. And then, yeah, Wentz, man, he's like my five-year-old. He's just always hurt. Uh, my little one, man, he's broken his elbow. He's broken his collarbone. He's had surgery a bunch of times. Um, anytime there's a kid crying on the playground, I automatically know it's it's mine. Um, and that's Wentz, man. He just can't stay in the lineup. Uh, anyway, uh, Eason, I mean, he's going to be cheap, but I don't think I can go there. And uh, if Wentz is out, I don't really like the receivers that much either. And then Jonathan Taylor, everyone's talking about him being a bust already. I'm not too worried about it, but um, you can't play him here. Um, you're Kind of big road underdogs. You know, you're, Hines is going to have a lot of work in the passing game. So I'm pretty much off of uh, the indie side of things. Unless Wentz is active, then maybe a little bit of Pittman.
1: Yeah, Pittman looked great. You know, a lot of people were writing him off after week one, so he responded. Zach Pascal's kind of an under-the-radar, uh, pretty solid for them uh, as well. I like Taylor. I, again, I, I agree with you, Derek. I don't know if you can use him in this spot. Uh, The guy I really like here, Chop, is A.J. Brown. I I think a lot of people are going to go to Derrick Henry. I don't fault them, but in tournaments, we have to find a way to be different. So not only get leverage off of that, get leverage off the the Julio people who are already trying to crown Julio as the wide receiver one there. Uh, A.J. Brown's uh, struggled with some drops. I I don't think that's something that we have to necessarily worry about moving forward. So he's probably my favorite play uh, in this game. Chop, what do you got here? I'm going to go with Tennessee on the spread here. Derek, did you give a pick for this one?
2: uh what did i have here yeah i went to tennessee as well so okay so Uh-oh. Chop, I need,
1: I need tennessee. To get Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, so is chop gonna hit the parlay here or is he gonna try to make up some ground on your boy what do you got
3: oh i was i was already penciling penciling in tennessee it was just uh you know if this was if i could get a healthy wince here then maybe i would think indiana because i like they're struggling right now and they need to win a game, and I would think that maybe they could keep it close. But I just don't know if I believe in Jacob Eason. So uh, I think that's a big, big benefit to Tennessee right there. And because of that, I'm not really on the indie offense. Tennessee offense. I mean, it's hard to pick one guy here. They're all really good. I'm going to say Tannehill. I think has. Like we've all we've always kind of seen it alternate some some good Derrick Henry, then you get your run of good, great Tannehill games, and he's got upside because of his legs too. So I'm on Tannehill here. I'm on the Tennessee offense. I'm on Tennessee, period. Give me Tennessee.
1: All right, Adam, to the parlay card here. We have Tennessee and New England so far, uh, both as favorites. And this may be one of those spreads you want to jump on now. I mean, if news comes out Carson Wentz doesn't play, you got to think this line probably goes up to about seven. So uh, I think it's a, even if he does play, how healthy is he? I think Tennessee feeling confident after that big win. And uh, the Colts really struggling here. So... Maybe a bet you want to jump on early uh, in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Next next game, guys, we got Atlanta, a uh, team that, that put up a fight to, to a point at Tampa Bay uh, and then kind of gave the game away, uh, traveling to take on the Giants here. Chop, we'll start with you. And Daniel Jones might be my favorite quarterback of the week. It's scary to say, but this guy's been damn good so far against much better defenses in Washington we talked about earlier, Denver. Now gets an Atlanta defense who allows the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. And we've seen Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady, light them up. He's been running, rushing touchdowns in both games. A lot of different cheap ways you can pair him up, whether you go Sterling Shepard, Galladay, who I really like. I think he bounces back in this one. I think Saquon could have a good game here. So all in all, as you could tell, I'm, I'm on the Giants here. I like the under in the game, but I'm going to take the Giants, the minus the three, as far as our picks go. So, all the Daniel Jones for me, Chop. Talk me off the ledge here.
3: No, I can't. He's been good, and uh, this is the easiest matchup he'll have. So I'm, I'm with you on the Daniel Jones thing. Uh, the only questions I have in this game are, is Saquon going to continue, you know, getting better and more healthy and more reps every week? Because if so, this would be a great matchup for him, and nobody's going to play him. Just he's been too, uh, you know. He's been too held under wraps so far this year for people to really play a lot of him. So Saquon will he bounce back? And then Galladay versus Shepard. I want to know. I just don't know if the Shepard targets are real, uh, or if Galladay is going to step up and be the wide receiver one we know he should be and and will be before it's all over with. So those are the only questions I have. I like I like the Giants too. I can't I can't fade your pick right there. I want to, but I can't. I'm going to take the Giants. I'm interested in them. Atlanta. I don't have. I think they really. Overperformed last week. Now you travel again to New York. I don't like Atlanta at all. So I'm going Giants in fantasy and Giants on the spread.
1: Quick thoughts, Chopping this Mike Davis, Cordero Patterson thing. <laughs> Is this I, I you were gonna I see the questions in the chat, so I, okay. I wouldn't be doing my you. job if I didn't ask. So he scores two touchdowns. He's gonna be one of the hot waiver wire ads. We know that. Any interest here? The Giants defense actually been playing pretty well, so I, I don't have a ton of interest outside of Maybe Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, just because the tight end position is so ugly, but I, I'm not sure about this running back split and something I want to dive into here in DFS. So, quick thoughts there. I know you don't like the Falcons, but I, I don't do see this playing out. Yeah, you know, I, don't is, forward, I don't know if this is
3: forward. However, if this is the week to play uh, uh Mike Davis, but the two matchups so far, Philly and Tampa, two of the toughest run defenses you're going to find in the NFL. Uh, so, I don't know if this is the week though with the Giants here, but. When, it's all, when it all shakes out, Mike Davis will be the best back in his backfield by a wide margin, and it's only a matter of time. And it may be this week that uh, he actually starts to get loose and gets in the end zone. So I don't hate that, but maybe we'll look for a better matchup down the road and people will jump on Patterson and we can take Mike Davis. Mike Davis is going to be the better guy before it's all said and done.
1: Uh, Beat Buzz in the chat asking about a Daniel Jones rushing prop. I tried to go look. Normally player props aren't available this early in the week, so I don't see anything here, but – I mean, I got to imagine it's probably in the 40s if I had to set a line. And I I, I like the over in that. I think he's going to continue to run uh, the ball here. Uh, I also, Again, I, I think I mentioned it, but I really like Saquon as well. So uh, as scary as it is, Derek, I'm going to have a lot of Giants. If I don't have Jones in the passing game, I want to work Saquon in, who uh, was much more involved last week. I think you're going to finally start to see him get going. And we knew this would be an issue, two tough matchups to start the season. Now the schedule kind of opens up a little bit. Lots of Giants for me here in week three. What do you got?
2: Yeah, uh feels like the classic letdown spot. We all finally believe in the Giants, and then they just tank in a beautiful matchup uh, at home. But I agree with you guys. Uh, Jones is looking really good against some tough defenses. Now gets a cupcake matchup. Um, Galladay at 5,600 on FanDuel. That's certainly interesting. Uh, we do have to see if Evan Ingram's going to play. Um, he could end up you know, cutting into those guys' targets a little bit. but. Yeah, Saquon looks like a great play. Uh, I think he ended up playing 60% of the snaps last week, um, up from 47 in week one. So I definitely prefer him over Mike Davis. And then, yeah, it feels like a Pitts week to me. Um, I don't know. They got uh, some good cornerbacks in New York, and maybe they can uh, shut down Ridley. We know Falcons aren't going to be able to run the ball at all. So uh, I like Pitts and then pretty much everyone on New York. And for that reason, uh, added to the pilot card.
1: All right, we got a three-teamer brewing here. Giants, New England, and Tennessee so far on the parlay card. Uh, next game, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, Derek. So, you know, two teams that, that know each other very well. You can kind of see that here reflected uh, in the line. We got a minus three here for Pittsburgh, 43 and a half. Pittsburgh, maybe the biggest letdown a week too, Derek. I know the list can be lengthy sometimes, but... <laughs> The Raiders, it's either the Raiders are damn impressive or or something's going on here uh, with this Pittsburgh team. And we know what the issues are. Ben is washed. The offensive line is garbage. They they lose Deontay Johnson in the last play. We'll see if he's going to be out. We haven't heard uh, anything on that yet. But if he's out, maybe that's good news for Claypool or Juju. Uh, Najee Harris tried to make that work last week. He kind of saved his day with a touchdown. But uh, it's been pretty ugly here. As for Cincinnati, no offensive line there either. So maybe it's the defense is here for that reason. I think these two teams knowing each other well, I don't see a ton of offense in this game. I don't have a ton of interest uh, in DFS here. I'm going to go under on this total Derek. What do you got?
2: Yeah, I don't mind that call at all. Uh, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I got burned by him last week. So might as well go back to him this week. And you know, Ben's hurt, Deontay's hurt. Uh, The quotes are Mike Tomlin. Uh, No idea if they're going to play. Know, they're not to be, I can't remember what he said, but Big Ben he said we better be ready to be adjustable about Big Ben. And then Deontay said, uh doing better, but not to be confused with great. So uh we're gonna have to keep an eye on both of those two, but I just think they take care of business at home. Um Cincinnati's kind of been, you know, keeping the wraps on Joe Burrow. He's only had 27 and 30 pass attempts the first two weeks. And I still believe in this defense. I know they didn't really show up last week, but Give me Pittsburgh, um, and I'll go back to Najee Harris. Any guy that's playing 95 to 100 percent of snaps, uh, I do think he's going to get checkdowns, especially if Big Ben's back there. So, I'll go back to him. Um, on the other side, I just don't really know what to do with them not throwing the ball a bunch. The Bengals, that is, it's hard for these three receivers to really, you know, all succeed uh, in the same week. So, I think I'm going to be avoiding them. And Mixon's a guy that you can play uh, due to volume. Uh, I think these are two of the highest volume running backs you're going to find all week. So. Don't hate the idea of playing them, um, even though we usually don't like to pair, you know, opposing running backs.
1: Derek and Chop, you're going to get the same question, but Derek, I'll stay with you here. How do you think the ownership's going to look on Najee Harris? It's been, you know, week one, everyone is excited, kind of let people down. Week two was pretty popular, uh, in a good spot, and yes, he scored a touchdown, but uh, didn't really do what people wanted him to do there. Do you still think people go back to the well because it is a fair price? And you're right, he's going to get all the work. People know that. We know this community gets smarter and smarter every year, so. Is the ownership still going to be as high as we saw last week? Do you think people bail for some other spots? How do you think that plays out here in week three?
2: So much of ownership is uh, projections based these days. You know, everyone builds their lineups based on their projections. They sort by the point per dollar. They're on lineup HQ. And, uh, you know, Najee currently rates out as like a top six guy um, on both sides. So I think he's going to be fairly popular, but not nearly as popular as last week.
1: All right, Chop, same question to you. Are you interested in Najee Harris? Where do you think the ownership lands, uh, your favorite bet out of this game, and what are you doing DFS-wise here at Pittsburgh and Cincinnati?
3: I mean, it's a decent enough matchup for him, but, like, I'm not a huge Najee guy this year because of the offensive line. If he gets into the end zone, he's going to have those good weeks. When he doesn't find the end zone, he will not get you there with his yardage. We just won't get you there, so... Uh, this is a good matchup for him, though. As far as Cincinnati, ah, man, I, wanna, I want to scratch them off my list, but Pittsburgh is struggling on defense with injuries. T.J. White's probably going to be out uh, the last week. They had two big-time defenders get scratched there uh, and, and become inactive on Sunday morning. How, that's a big deal right there. Maybe that led to some of that, you know, upset last week at home. So I, I want to scratch Cincinnati off the list, but it's hard to with those injuries. I'll say this much, they need to protect Joe Burrow. You know what could protect Joe Burrow is a really good left tackle, and they went for Jamar Chase, and I beat this drum before, but I read a stat the other day, and it made me made me think about Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. The the guy who they could have got, Sewell from Oregon, he hasn't allowed a sack while he's been playing left tackle. He hasn't allowed a sack since 2018. That would be real nice piece in front of Joe Burrow to protect him, but they don't have it, so – because of that, they're always going to struggle against teams that can get pressure. Pittsburgh can; it just depends on the injuries here. So, kind of the ballpark. It I'm, I'm I don't know about that one just yet. For Pittsburgh, I do think they bounce back big time here. Uh, Ben's going to have a good game because he had a poor game last week. I think he's going to take it upon himself. If we get Deontay limited or out, that's great for Juju. Great for Chase. That cuts it down even more. Maybe help. Maybe even help Fryermuth. So watch out for that as a sleeper tight end and. uh all in all, I think I'm taking Pittsburgh at home here to uh, cover the spread.
1: Yeah, I like the Friar Muth call. We we saw him run uh, more routes than Eric Ebron last week. So maybe the, the changing of the guard there, a cheap tight end play. A tight end is so limited, it's and it can be tough to fit Kelsey, especially on DraftKings sometimes. So uh, don't hate that Friar Muth call at all. All right, let's finish out the 1 o'clock window, then we'll take a look back at some of the best finishers in our OGs contest. Again, if you just joined us, Fandle.com slash OG single entry contest, $7 uh, with a season long leaderboard. So it'll be fun. We we can highlight it each week, Uh, take a look at who's doing well somehow. DB 730, there in the top 12. So we got to change that. So make sure you get your entries and we can knock Dan down the board uh, a little bit here as we move forward. So last game in the early window, Chop. We got Arizona minus seven and a half here traveling to take on Derek's Jacksonville Jaguars. Big total here. At 51 and a half job, Arizona, been impressive. Uh, Kyler Murray, probably the the leader in the clubhouse right now for MVP. Uh, We saw Rondale Moore really shine last week, starting to become more and more part of that offense. Hopkins down game for him last week, but still a big part of that offense. So lots of ways you can go with Arizona, Jacksonville, not so much. Uh, It's tough on that side. We saw LaVisca Chenault banged up. Uh, charks really not been a part of that offense i like marvin jones a lot especially uh, on some of the sites where he's cheaper under 5k over on DraftKings. but uh not a lot here to love with jacksonville chop is this just a runaway for arizona and who are some of your favorite pieces on that side
3: yeah i think my favorite piece from this game is chase edmonds i think this is the chase edmonds touchdown game everything's been kyler murray so far and i think in this matchup they chase kind of falls in there a couple times in the end zone. So I'm going Chase Edmonds, but obviously anytime Arizona plays, Murray and his top three receivers are always in play to be stacked. So he got that going for it. Jacksonville, I think, is actually com- uh, competitive and competent on offense here. I just can't play any of them because, you know, they don't want to turn James Robinson loose. And if if Chenault plays, he got three wide receivers you got to worry about. And uh, But I do think Trevor Lawrence is getting a little bit better, a little bit better. I think he can put up points here. And that's why I'm going to take the over in this game. I just don't. I just don't really feel like I want to burn any rosters by taking a shot on any of these wide receivers or running backs.
1: All right. Again, I like Jones, Derek. It's it's your team. I think he's been phenomenal. 20 targets uh, over the first two weeks. Uh, clearly has that rapport uh, with Trevor Lawrence, and still too cheap in some of these spots. So, uh, am I crazy there, Arizona? Uh, Chase Edmonds definitely not going to be very highly owned. Everyone's, uh, you know, got the Kyler Murray fever. I think Rondale Moore will be a very popular value play coming off his big game last week. So, how are you handling this game, Derek? I'm going to go under on the total chop. Uh, I, I just think I don't know that Jacksonville can do enough uh, offensively here. Pretty big number, uh, Derek. Your thoughts here? Favorite bet uh, and from a DFS perspective, what do you got?
2: So when the Jags drafted Lawrence, I knew he was going to lead the NFL in a stat, uh, a passing stat. I just knew it. I was just hoping it wasn't going to be the uncatchable rate. It's at 34 percent, by far the highest in the NFL. Um, He looked brutal last week against the Broncos. But, um, hey, he's playing uh, at home against a pretty beatable uh, you know, pass defense. You know, their best uh, cornerback retired right before the season started. So I don't mind going to Marvin Jones. I like that call. Um, Chark's kind of there. They're deep threat. I don't mind going to him in tournaments, too. And with no O'Shaughnessy, I think that opens up some targets for you know all three of the receivers. So I like that. James Robinson up to a 73% snap share last week. So he's kind of back to being that full time guy. Uh, he's the better pass catching back, too. I don't hate him on FanDuel 5,500. And Arizona, yeah, I mean, we know Kyler Hopkins, both great options every week. Rondell Moore up to 46% snap rate. Uh, I like that because when he's on the field, they're just going to give him the ball. Um, They have so many plays designed for him. So if his playing time is going to go up, uh, you got to think his targets are going to go up too. And I like the Edmonds call from Chop. Um, If he breaks a long one, which you can certainly do against the Jags, uh, he could have a big game.
1: All right, let's take a quick look back uh, at our OGs contest for week two. Uh, and, And Jay Malero, the guy that sits atop the standings, No wonder he's sitting atop the standings, guys. This guy put up 206.5 on Fandle. He won this contest by 36 points. I mean, absolute smash. Had all the pieces you need in week two. Had Derrick Henry. Had Kyler Murray. Had Cooper Cup. Buffalo defense. I mean, a very, very nice lineup here uh, for Jay Malero. So he took down first place. A big time $500 win there. GKB 11 in second place with 170.92. TS 350 in third. 4794 took down fourth. And Bamboozler 77 fifth place. And I see a familiar name here, boys. Brasky, who, who better known as founder of Roto Grinders, Cal Spears in the top 10 uh, in the OG's contest. So not only get to play against us, Chop, you get a little action with DB 730. Brasky. Uh, a lot, a lot of familiar names here. So again, get your entries into this contest. We want to fill this baby this week. Only 500 spots. So get out there uh, and reserve your spot. So, any thoughts here on, on week two or in the leaderboard here, Chop? Are you trying to find our names as you?
3: Oh <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> not. No, I was looking for. I was looking to see where Cal uh, was in the overall ranking. Oh, he had a rough first week like us, but boy, he bounced back there the second week. So that's that's what that's what these things are man you can get you can pull yourself up the standings in one week so yeah oh look at yisman yisman's a discord discord guy he's he's always on discord so yeah man it's a it's a fun contest it's everybody loves a good a good single entry you add a little extra money to it a little season long a feel to it it's good stuff
1: yeah and again only your top 10 scores count so even if you had a rough week one you missed a couple weeks doesn't matter. Uh, come compete against us and some of your other favorite Roto-Grinders personalities. All right, guys, let's move on to the afternoon slate here. Next game up for us, we got Miami traveling to Las Vegas. We got news today. Chop uh, Tua going to be out for this game against the Raiders, uh, which means Jacoby Brissett uh, and company here. They get Will Fuller back in that lineup. Do we trust Brissett enough to do anything here in this matchup with Vegas? As far as the Raiders side, you got to be impressed with Derek Carr and his start to the season here. Been outstanding against two very good teams. Uh, now gets a matchup with, with Miami. We saw Exposed last week. Gave up 35 to Buffalo. Uh, are you interested in Carr here? Do you think it was this, the two-week uh, kind of abnormality? What What are your thoughts here on this one, Raiders and Dolphins?
3: I mean, we've seen this from John Gruden's Raiders here before in the last couple of years. Like, you think they're really bad. On paper, This the roster just doesn't look good, but – he has them competing. They compete, you know, every year, every game. They're pretty hard to put away. So I give him credit, but I don't think it keeps up. Uh, I don't think it keeps up in this game as much. So I think there's a little bit of a letdown here. You're always going to play Darren Waller. You know, you're always going to have him on your list. But uh, rest those guys, I don't know how interested I am on that one. Uh, for the Dolphins, J- Jacoby Brissett, I think, really brings down the offense here. I watched him last week in that game. Well, he just didn't have it passing the ball. He's, I guess he could always get out of the pocket and run a little for you, but I think his passing is going to bring everybody down that's a pass catcher. So maybe uh, maybe I go to Jalen Waddle on some short passes that he can maybe break loose uh, for run after the catch. But as far as getting the ball downfield, I'm out on all the receivers receiving options for Miami because of Brissette. So not a big fan of uh, this game in general for fantasy purposes. So because of that, it's a low number, but I'm going under that 45-and-a-half. I like the
1: under as well. I don't like anything in this game. Uh, I agree with the on set uh, It's a three-headed monster at running back there. Uh, even the Raiders. You know, I, I thought it would be Kenyon Drake's season last week, and it's Peyton Barber basically splitting the load with them. We saw a big game f- from Henry Ruggs. Not really buying that either. Brian Edwards has been spotty at best. I think Waller probably really the only play I like in this game, Derek. I think it could kind of be an ugly kind of struggles to get to that total so derek did you give a pick for jacksonville arizona i must have missed it
2: yeah uh i tried with my jags in week one uh i'm officially off from the rest of the year give me arizona
1: okay so and now back to this one uh let's see chop you went under i went under derek what do you got for a pick here in this one
2: I'm going to go with Miami. I like them to win this game. Uh, plus, we're getting four points here. Um, so, I like that quite a bit. Darren Waller, really the only guy I would look to. Uh, Miami's known for their, you know, great cornerbacks. Um, and so, Waller over the middle. I think that makes a ton of sense. 26 targets through the first two weeks. And, uh, yeah, like you guys, I don't like anything on Miami's side.
1: All right, let's move on. Next game, we have the Jets traveling to Denver. Speaking of an ugly game here, uh, definitely ugly in this one. Denver, big 10 and a half. Home favorites here, Derek, uh, low total at 41 and a half. Uh, kind of a tale of two teams. We've seen the Jets struggle here. Uh, New England kind of handled Zach Wilson for interceptions in that game. Well, now let's face another good defense here in the Denver Broncos. Denver been impressive, even with the loss of Jerry Judy. have gotten it done, but DFS, can you find anything here in a 41 and a half? We saw Sutton have the big game against your Jags. I think Noah Fant uh, is interesting here as well. Uh, the running backs, tough to really pull the trigger with the split, basically right down the middle there between Gordon and Javante Williams. So uh, Jets, I think uh, we're probably all out on unless you have something uh, that, that I'm not seeing. But uh, Denver, is there anything that stands out here in this low total game?
2: Completely out on the Jets. Um, Crowder's probably going to be back too, so that hurts Davis and Elijah Moore. Broncos side, Um, it was at least a 60-40 split at the running back uh, last week. Melvin Gordon ended up getting a little bit more work, so – something to keep an eye on. Um, I don't think I'll go there since, you know, it's a pretty big slate. We've got plenty of options, uh, sudden yeah, monster game, but I don't really know if they're going to need to air it out all that much in this one. So I like Fant. you know, he's a, he's a threat to score each and every week, but for the most part, give me Denver defense and give me, Oh man, that's a high spread. Uh, give me the under. I don't know if New York's gonna be able to score.
1: I'm going under here as well. I think this could be one of those 17 to three type games here. So Denver wants to keep it slow, like you said. They can run the ball. I don't see Zach Wilson uh, coming into Denver and lighting it up here, chop. So uh, under for me as well. Another ugly game. What, what do you got?
3: Teddy two gloves, as Matt says in chat. <laughs> Teddy two gloves. Yeah, I don't like the Jets at all. I uh, I don't really like the Broncos at all, uh, very much either. So uh, maybe Cortland Sutton is a guy who got a lot of air yards last week. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite stats, the air oh, yards. Oh, <laughs> air yards.
1: First first air yards for sure He was the air oh, yards God. master
3: last week, so maybe that converts to some uh, touchdowns this week. But not, not a big fan of the offenses here. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think the under here, it's Just it's a low number, but what are the Jets really going to get against a pretty good defense? I don't think very much. All
1: right. Three for three in the under. So add it to the parlay card. I'll recap that. uh, When we finish up here, two games to go on the DFS OGs podcast, talking everything week three, next game. We have tennis, uh, tennis, Tampa Bay and the Rams. Uh, This one should be fun shop. Uh, Tampa Bay riding high off of two big wins. The Rams have looked fantastic here to open the season as well. Uh, Cooper Cup, may may maybe the fantasy MVP so far this season. So, does this continue, Chop? I, I think this is a, a good point. Do we continue to ride Cooper Cup? The prices seem too cheap. Stafford clearly has a rapport for him. Do we go to Robert Woods, uh, who's not been terrible. He just has him in his lights out. Uh, ask Cooper Cup, can we go back to Tyler Higney, who we know plays a ton of snaps, but didn't do a lot in week one. Uh, and then we obviously have the Daryl Henderson injury to keep an eye on. But this Tampa team so tough against the run. As for Tampa news today, Antonio Brown placed on the COVID list. So uh, scratch him off the list. Chop, is that good for Evans, Godwin, both? Or do we see somebody emerge uh, from the shadows? Maybe a a Scotty Miller, a a Tyler Johnson. One of those guys kind of show up here in this game.
3: Yeah, lots of moving parts here. Uh, There's a lot of questions, like you said. So I'll just get into it and say Tampa uh, against a good defense here. There's a chance I think this is a major, major lead down spot here and Tampa gets beat outright by a pretty good margin. I can really see that because Tom Brady even last year, you know, had those games where he was just bad and they got blown out on a couple of occasions. So, yeah, I think uh, Antonio Brown being out, I could bump up Godwin. I think Mike Evans is going to be the primary guy that gets the Jalen Ramsey treatment. So I'm going to bump up Godwin. Maybe you bump up a Scotty Miller or something like that. Just not a big fan of this offense this week in general. And then the Rams, uh, like you said, running backs don't want the running backs against Tampa. I don't think this is the matchup you're going to play around with. At at some point, they will get Robert Woods going. They'll take a game and say, this is a Robert Woods game. But against Tampa, you can't can't pick and choose like that. You're going to have to go with the best matchup. The best matchup is Cooper Cup. So he's in play. The others are not. Tyler Higby coming off of a game. He absolutely should have dominated against the Colts. Went out there and got like one reception. Terrible, terrible. This could be the bounce back game for him. So I'm keeping Cup and, and Higby in the mix here, uh, but not, not a big fantasy. This It's a 55 and a half, and I just don't get it because I think these defenses are good enough to really make the other, the other offenses work. So I want to take the under, but I'm not. I'm going to take the Rams because I think the Rams uh, win this game, and I think it's by more than a touchdown, so. And I'm oh. and I'm getting and I'm getting and I'm getting All points, right. so I'm 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 taking the Rams here. Little sprinkle on the money line for you, too, chop. Money line's not even juicy enough, but yeah, you know, well, hey, it'll be you, it'll be minimal at best. Yeah, but if you want to, go for it.
1: All right, I do like the under here. Like I agreed completely that th- this number seems pretty high. I think Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and company can do enough to to slow Tom Brady down a little bit. I know he's been fantastic, uh, two up in the year, but pretty two easy matchups as well, Derek. So a little bit more of a test than this one. And yes, you can't run against Tampa Bay, but I think the Rams are going to do their best to slow this game down. I agree. Cooper cup continues to be a fantastic play. I'm still going to play woods and Higby Derek. Am I crazy here?
2: No, not at all. Uh, The Stafford double stack might be my favorite of the week. I like woods. I like Higby and I like Cooper cup. Um, Teams don't even try to run the ball on Tampa. You know, Zeke had like eight carries. Mike Davis had nine carries last week. Um, They got the best, best run defense in the NFL. So, I think they're going to air it out. I think we see big games from Stafford and all of his wideouts. And then my bring it back, I agree with Chop. It's going to be Chris Godwin. I think Evans is going to get the treatment from Jalen Ramsey. And then uh, whether Brown's active or not, um, doesn't really matter to me. I think they're going to, you know, he likes to find a matchup that he can exploit. And I think that's going to be in the slot. And uh, to bring back an old segment, my third and wrong so far this season has been Gronk. I mean, four touchdowns already. I thought they were going to ease him back into action um, and I was clearly wrong about that. So uh, I don't hate going back to Gronk. I don't think anybody's going to play him. Nobody played him again last week, even though, you know, he keeps having these big games.
1: Oh yeah. He can't score two touchdowns every single game. I, I, it, we know Tom Brady's going to look for him. me, take Antonio Brown out of that offense and they're going to continue to push the ball there. So uh, Matt Corsetti, Scotty, too hotty Miller uh, says in the chat. Yeah. I mean, I think there's going to be some value with, with either him or Johnson. So uh, not going to go crazy with it, but definitely with as much as they like to throw the ball, I think you can sprinkle those guys in uh, for sure here. So Derek, what's your official bet on this game? Got Tampa Bay minus one and a half, 55 and a half on the total.
2: Rams are going to roll.
1: Rams to look at you guys, man. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering here if I'm on the wrong bet now, both you guys pretty confident in the Rams uh, under 55 and a half. For me. All right, last game. Another fun one. Seattle and Minnesota. uh, Seattle road favorites here. Minus one and a half. Another 55 and a half. So Derek, very reminiscent of last week. All these big totals in the late windows. Definitely want to utilize uh, your late swap features if you're not doing that. But uh, I'm going to go first here. I like Minnesota to win this game at home. Dalvin Cook is my favorite play uh, on the week. We saw what Derek Henry did to the Seattle defense. Uh, Even Jonathan Taylor wasn't terrible in week one, but There's not many backs like Dalvin Cook, Derek, that are going to get so many touches, 25 per week, uh, over the first two weeks of the season. I think he smashes here. I know there's some injury concerns. Is he 100%? I think all that's going to do is help us out in the ownership department here with Dalvin Cook. So give me the Vikings. Give me Dalvin Cook. Obviously, guys like Jefferson Thielen in play. Osborne's been a nice value play. Seattle, you know the characters over there. Lockett's been a monster. Metcalf should be due up for a big game here. Uh, This one, another one that doesn't take a genius ton of good plays in this one, Derek, who are you highlighting here out of this game?
2: Yeah, you can play everybody. I like the Dalvin cook call shout out to the chat last week for bringing up Osborne. Uh, You know, we weren't really talking about him. They were, they spent 10 minutes talking about this guy Uh, ended up having another nice game. I'll still go to Justin Jefferson. I think he's, he's primed for a breakout uh, game. We've seen the targets. Uh, He's had the red zone looks. He just needs to put it all together. And I think it happens at home. Uh, but I like Dalvin. I'm fine with anyone uh, on both sides, really, and I'm hoping Minnesota can build the lead, then we can see Russ Cook, and uh, if not, I mean, Chris Carson's getting a ton of work right now. Um, when he's healthy, he's a really good running back. He gets some usage in the
1: pass game as well, so
2: you can play all the guys, and because of that, I'm going to take the
1: over. All right, yeah, Carson was good to me last week. A couple touchdowns. Wish you had more yardage in that game, but uh, Chop, Lockett's been fantastic. Uh, is this one where we go to Metcalf uh, with, with probably all the ownership going to Lockett? Uh, and then Dalvin Cook, are you as high on him as I am, or are you going to the passing game here with the Vikings? Uh,
3: as far as uh, the Metcalf, like he looked hurt last week. He looked banged up. I don't know if he's on the injury report or not, but uh, he didn't look healthy. And because of that, I can't go to him if he's not healthy. So uh, – and I don't, I don't – Tyler Lockett is – he's overachieving in my, you know, from what we've seen in the past. So I don't think that's going to hold up. So it's, it's tough right there. I don't know how interested I am as Seattle, I think could get behind in this game and, and Russell could start to cook there with about 20 minutes left in the game and do what he does. And, you know, all, all these big numbers could happen because of that, but not interested in him that much because of that injury uh, for Minnesota. Tough one. I, I, I can see it going either way, the running or the passing. I think I'm leaning towards Justin Jefferson this week, breaking out. So I think I'm going more passing here. We're back at home. The Minnesota defense is going to be much better back at home. The uh, Justin Jefferson is going to, I think, get back on track here back at home. Kirk Cousins is usually pretty good at home. So I'm going with that passing game. That leads me to Minnesota. I think Minnesota wins this game outright also.
1: All right, Minnesota. So the final parlay card for everyone keeping track at home. Uh, New England, minus three. All three of us like that one. We are all on Tennessee, minus five and a half at home against Indy. All on the Giants, minus three at home against Atlanta. uh, And on the under, 41 and a half in that Jets-Denver game. So uh, a little four-teamer for you guys this week. So before we get out of here, guys, how about your favorite play of the week uh, something I want to start incorporating here uh, as we close the video so uh chop you got somebody fired up your absolute stone cold favorite play of the week what do you got
3: yeah man so many there's some good plays this week uh I think I'm a, I think I'm, I'm sticking in this Giants Atlanta game because I think Atlanta could be had on defense quite a bit and they're they're led down after they put it all on the table against Tampa Bay. So I think I'm with you when you mentioned earlier Daniel Jones. I think he's going to run for a bunch. I think Daniel Jones is going to have a big day, and when he does it through the air, I think the stack partner for me is going to be Galladay. That's just a little bonus on the Kenny Galladay, but Daniel Jones, I think, is the guy because he's finally using his legs.
1: Yeah, I recorded uh, my video a little earlier this afternoon, and uh, you're going to see those two guys in there, Chop. We're we're in lockstep here. I I think Shepard's the guy most people will go to. I'm fine with that in cash games, but I think Galladay really gets it going here. And a squeaky wheel narrative as well. Wasn't happy with Jason Garrett. So really like those guys. Uh, Jones was my pick as well. Dalvin Cook is a guy I love this week, Derek. So I I know it's a higher-end guy, but uh, since Chop stole Daniel Jones from me, I'm going to go Dalvin Cook, my favorite play here. Uh, Derek, close us out. Favorite play here for week three.
2: I like both calls. I'm gonna go with the Stafford double stack with the Godwin bring back. Um, so you get a little bit of a game stack there. And then for betting, I'm gonna go Miami picks up the win on the road against the Raiders.
1: Love it, love it, love it. All right, to the chat. Thank you for all the discussions, the questions. You guys were great. As always, thank you to the fine folks over at Fandle for sponsoring the show. Guys, don't forget, go and reserve your entry. Don't you know no one's expecting to have a lineup ready here on, on Wednesday. Uh go in there, you can reserve your spot, come back. And fill it out. Only 500 spots available in this contest. $7 single entry. Come play against us. uh, Fandle.com slash OG. uh, Scoresandodds.com for all of your sports betting needs. And we'll obviously have tons more content over at Roto Grinders uh, as we close in on Sunday, guys. Final thoughts for the people here, Derek. What do you got?
2: No, yeah, just support us by uh, joining this single-entry contest. Uh, we don't want to look bad by not filling it up. So um, you know us three aren't going to be any sort of competition. Uh, you just got to <laughs> pull up that leaderboard. You have to click Control-F if you want to find our names. There, We are way down there. So, yeah, just come uh, play with us. It's fun. Um, and uh, thanks for watching.
1: Week three, I think we all get it going here. So we're about to charge up that leaderboard, but I agree. that's That's the way you come support the show. Uh, Put in a lot of effort to get this contest going. So let's fill this baby up uh, and thank the sponsor here, Fandle. Again, Fandle.com slash OG. Chop, final thoughts here for the people week three.
3: I'm stoked. We got week three uh, football coming up. Uh, Two days from now, I got a Costco opening up right down the street. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. I already got my Costco card and everything. I'm ready for the churros and the pizza. It's going to be a good week over here, man. Don't us so, let's let's
1: those hot dogs at Costco. <sighs> let's get it. Are you are going to get that big jug of M&M's? We know you're, you're uh, a plain M&M guy. I've so been holding off
3: on buying M&M's online just so I could get it in person when there this thing go. opens. Nothing like a Costco. I swear you go in there, we need
1: two things, leave, spend $500 like that. No problem. So. Uh, have fun at the Costco. Chop should be lots of freebies for uh, you to grab walking around as well, all the little samples. So, uh, again, thank you to Fandle. Thank you to the chat. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Good luck this week. For Chop, for Notorious, I am beer, saying salo. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next week.